0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And this is a special day. It's Veterans Day. And we're going to talk about that a little bit because at America's Web Radio, we consider everyday Veterans Day And we promote that, and we want to make sure that people understand what Veterans Day is. Compared, they get them confused with Memorial Day, a lot of times. Memorial Day is where the soldier, he or she, has paid the ultimate sacrifice. Veterans Day is where, like myself, we go in, we raise our right hand, and take an oath. And we live or we die by that oath, but we live by that oath. And once you've taken it, and I I don't know many veterans, in fact, I don't know any veterans, that if called upon, I don't care what age, if called upon, wouldn't go back in and serve their country one more time or as long as they needed to. So every day at America's Web Radio is Veterans Day and we've got a, a special edition coming on with we uh we've got Mark the Shark later but for the moment we've we're going to have our Victor Armanderos, better known as the fill in for Eric Erickson and the and the star and we're always grateful to have Victor in, and uh, it's going to be fun talking to him. We're going to talk a little bit veteran, and then we're going to talk a little bit election. And uh, that's, right. that's right. It's uh, it's going to be an excellent show. But as we start all of our veteran shows, we start with a prayer, and uh, we're going to have just a one minute of silence as you think about your family members or anyone that served. And or in my case, my son is serving and uh, I haven't seen him since uh, he got back from Iraq. But uh, I will see he and his wife and my grandson this weekend and looking forward to it. And uh, he's serving very proudly as a major in the Air Force and um, very, very proud of him. So this show is dedicated to... Active duty veterans and those that have also paid the ultimate sacrifice. We'll be back right after this silent moment. <laughs> Thank you and amen. And uh, Victor, we do something else. I don't know that uh, y- you've ever been involved with this, but we do a little something else, and it's called a Jody. Okay,
0: <laughs> oh, this just sounds great. Oh, Jody boy! Oh, Jody boy! Ruff tough Jody
1: boy! Ruff tough Jody boy! Jody boy's real cool cat. Jody boy's real cool cat. Jody wears a campaign hat. Jody <laughs> Web. Whoa, Jody Boy. Whoa, Jodie Boy. Rump up, Jody Boy. Rough up, Jodie Boy. Okay, That's enough it. of that, Jody. And uh we'll uh, <laughs> That's uh, excellent. If you've if hey. you haven't ever served, uh, you'll know that during BASIC and AIT that uh you gotta finish that quarter mile, that last quarter mile with all that dust and stuff going in your nose mm. and you're coughing and can I make that last quarter mile? And, uh, your, uh, platoon sergeant or your first lieutenant will start up a Jody and, uh, it'll put a smile on your face and you'll make it. Gives you that extra little push in the back. It's that extra little yeah. push in the back and it's, uh, and, I can remember many times at Fort Ord uh, needing that extra little kick in the pants, but, uh, but Jody, you know, there's just something about them and they'll make you smile and, and, uh, you go and, on. And that's a great, great way to
0: start this, David. And, it, and it's a great message because there's a lot of people that are down on, uh, last Tuesday and you don't need to be that down. You need to be Jody tough. That's we need right. to be Jody tough, and and so David, what a great way to start this show off with this special show, or or your, I mean, not just that we need to recognize it's Veterans Day, and you're one hundred percent, one hundred percent right. Every day is Veterans Day on America's Web Radio. Yes, sir. Veterans are always first in our minds; are always on our minds, and always will be. And uh, but uh, you got to be Jody tough. Got to be Jody tough.
1: And I, uh, when I was in, I knew a lot of guys that um, got their. Uh, letters from their girlfriends that uh while they were on active duty uh jody had taken their girl and uh <laughs> you know it's uh, it's it's a tough thing but uh i i could see some drill sergeants telling you, you you know
0: you don't make it this last little bit or you don't give it an extra little push jody's gonna take your girl by the time you get back
1: <laughs> yep oh yeah and uh you know but uh it's, it's like i've said and every day i realize this more and more and when we say veterans we also want to include our first responders Mm. be they uh police fire emts whatever they happen to be Mm. and uh they're all extremely special people and uh our veterans are more than special absolutely david we've talked about this before Uh, and, and especially if you're a if
0: you're a Democrat sycophant voter out there. Um, you need to understand when when you run around and the only government uh, expenditure you want to cut is the defense. When when you want to cut the health care of, of veterans and, I mean, folks, this is what you've got to understand. Democrats need, especially, to understand, and this goes all the way to, like David was saying to the first responder, there are men and women that get up every day and they know That There is a chance that they may not come home that day. And if it's a veteran, they're away from their family for months on end and they don't know if they're ever going to see them again. And it doesn't matter if there's wartime or not. Because honestly behind the scenes, and David you could speak to this, there are things going on that we don't know about that, that, that we have to do and, and whether you approve of it or not when you find out about it, <laughs> but there are things that we need to do to keep this country safe. There are men and women every day, we may not be in a wartime, but there are men and women that wear the uniform that have to be, to, to do things on occasion, and that means that they may not come home to see their families. And this is what you've got to understand. All the way down to to the paramedic who might be out in, in Chicago responding to a gunshot victim who may get caught in the crossfire. First responders all the way from the paramedic all the way up to the veteran. These people do a job knowingly, knowing that they may not see the next day. And that is something that we should never, ever forget.
1: You know, with that, I I have to put a plug in for our show that we call A Veteran's Place. And it's at uh, 10 o'clock on Thursday mornings, and it's uh, our host is Dr. Don Moeller. And uh, Don was a medic in Vietnam, came back, got his degree in in, uh, dental surgery and uh, oral surgery, and then went back to school. And became an MD. Hmm. And he has a device for any PTSD sufferer that can't sleep at night. Hmm. And, uh, this device is 98% proven effective. And it's been on the market for, <laughs> it's been approved by the FDA for a hundred years or so. So wow. it's, it's very safe. No drugs, no injections, no, it's just, a. uh, uh Mouthpiece that you wear at night and, uh, you can go to Don Moeller and look him up. He's in, uh, Columbus, Georgia and, uh, he works with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of veterans so they can sleep at night. Mm. And, uh, this show is proving to be, I'm amazed because Don and I do it together and, uh, we, uh, we cover things that about ptsd and one of the things that we always do on all of our shows victor is talk about not only when a veteran or when a when a military person is deployed the whole family's deployed right. the wife the kids everybody daddy's gone uh You know, mothers having to take care of things that she didn't normally take care of. Or it could be vice versa. It could be the woman that's deployed Mm. and the man's having to take care of the family and get the kids to school and dressed and all this kind of stuff. But you don't deploy just one person in a family. You deploy the whole family, which includes the grandparents, the You know, on and on and on, and this is something that we recognize at America's Web Radio, and this is something that we recognize on our show, A Veterans' Place, Thursday mornings at ten o'clock, and it's all about PTSD, and what can be done about it, who can, who's affected by it, and what can affect it, and how, quote unquote, air quotes, how you get it, and it. You never raise your hand and say, oh gee, I want to go in the military or I want to be a cop and get PTSD. Yeah, right. It's just something that comes along with the job. And, uh, you never know. I've had situations that's, you know, you, you just don't know that, uh, something you'll, you might walk into a restaurant, you might walk into a movie, you might walk into any place and you smell something or you see something
0: and it takes and, you right back to
1: it and, and it takes you right back to it a flashback that I, uh, you don't know where it comes from it's out of the clear blue mm-hmm. and th- the problem with PTSD is yes it's it's individual but it's everybody around you has to understand it's not that you're you've gone crazy or anything like this it's just that we have a mind that uh, remembers things mm-hmm and you don't even know that it it may have affected it, you at the time it can put you know your brain it, it's our brain
0: the human brain is amazing and it can put things in a lockbox and bring them out when you least expect it i mean it, it's it's yep. very true uh, it can also help you when there's a dire situation an emergency situation and i've talked about this before about you really you don't know how you're going to react in certain things until the situation happens and i tell you your body has a way of doing things and your brain has a way uh, it's, it's an amazing thing, but David, you're 100% right. I, I can speak to when I went through cancer treatment, to this day, David, to this day, when I drive by the cancer center, because it's right off 75, and you can see the big glass building from the highway, so you can't miss it when you drive by it. To this day, when I drive by that building, I can, I can, this is gonna sound weird for some of you people who've never experienced cancer, I can taste the treatment, and I can smell the treatment room. When I pass that building, every day, every, you know, or in every time I pass it. I don't, luckily I don't pass it every day. So, <laughs> um, but you're a hundred percent right, David. There, there are so many veterans that, um, that we really need to extend a hand to and, and, help to and, and, and understanding to when, when you, when there is a veteran. And this is why I say all the time, and David, you can back me up on this. There should never, ever, 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 ever be something called a homeless veteran. And that is something that, um, Every politician should be top on their list but if you notice it's not but it should be it should be there it would not be hard we could solve this homeless problem for the veteran we really could we've got barracks and we've got um, uh, some military bases that have been shut down that are that are just sitting there rotting we could do something with these bases we could do and it could be beyond helping the veteran homeless but the veteran homeless shouldn't be homeless shouldn't
1: you know I'll go one step further on, on that, and and this is something that we talked about in the show uh, yesterday, is that when a veteran is experiencing PTSD in a flashback and going back and popping off or whatever, and it might be in front of family, it might be in front of friends, it might you don't know what the situation is going to be, but. Don't use it as a family member. Don't use it as an excuse. Use it to explain that, look, my dad experienced a lot of things as a EMT or my dad experienced this or my mother experienced that in the, as a nurse in the emergency room. And, you know, what you were saying about the homeless, there's two sides of that story. And I agree with you and just like this morning, I woke up at, uh, very early to the, to the rain. And every time that I do, I, I, I fall to my knees and pray for those that are out in the elements. And there's more to, most of those people that are, we call homeless that are veterans are there because they haven't gotten the love and affection and the need from their peers or not their peers but from their family and their friends and they're there because other veterans are there and they can talk to them and i couldn't agree with you more there are a lot of north or in fulton county over mm-hmm. on north fulton their warehouses after warehouses after warehouse. that are, are empty empty that, yeah. And I'm not promoting you know like I said the home the the term homeless the, the, it shouldn't be called a homeless shelter mm-hmm. it should be called a recovering development or, right or a recovering you know?
0: center or And
1: yeah and because put them up. a veteran wants it's like I've been very fortunate with the radio station that a lot of Veterans that served in country when, and I didn't serve in in country and never said I did, but they will talk to me because I've been through the same training that right. we all go through, and uh, I raised my hand and I could have been deployed at in any time, mm-hmm. and uh, but that's that's why we have quote unquote the the homeless, because they can talk to and relate. To the other people that are on the street that have mm-hmm. gone through Vietnam, they've gone through uh, mm-hmm. the Middle East, they've gone through wherever they've mm-hmm. been deployed, and uh, you know this is this is a, one of the. I don't have the statistics you might have heard or know offhand, Victor. Uh, I do know that I'm very, very, very pleased that Rich McCarmick, a doctor, right who um, was a medic in Vietnam Yep, and also uh, – or not Vietnam, I'm uh, sorry, uh, in the Middle East. In the Middle East. And uh, was a, a decorated helicopter pilot, Marine helicopter pilot, and came back and is an emergency room doctor now. But he won the 6th District. He's our representative. Mm-hmm. And my my opening statement was, before Tuesday, I think out of all of the House – we had like 16 members that were veterans. And I haven't – have you heard a number on – So I don't know
0: the number off the top of my head, but we did have quite a few veterans. I mean, that's – and when we get to, ladies and gentlemen, when we get to the election talk here shortly, uh, that's one of the things that – the highlights, David, was the number of veterans – that were running on a Republican ticket, not just in Georgia, but across this nation. Um, and, and also the number of, when, when you want to look at the, the, what the Democrats like to do, they want to look at your skin color. Well, they don't want to look at it when it's a Republican running and you look at the number of Republican women that were running, the number of Hispanic women, the number of black women, um, and men, but, but that's what was going on. But David, you're right. Um, when, I mean, Dr. McCormick, I'd like to say since we're here in Georgia, led the way. Uh, but you could look across the country and look at the veterans that ran and the veterans that won. So they're, they're just, that's just one of the, the bright lights that we can talk about, uh, today when we get to the election talk.
1: Well, we had, I know we had two veteran women running. Absolutely. And uh, against each other, I think. <laughs> that's right. That's and, right. Uh, I, for the life of me, I can't figure out why, um, uh, Lakes just, didn't win. Um, I was just looking at that the other, the, uh, yesterday. Carrie Lake.
0: Uh, well, Carrie Lake is still, uh, I think she's going to win in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Good. good. Um, she looks like she's going to pull it out. I don't know if she's going to be able to pull Masters over the finish line. Um, I really, really, really wanted Blake Masters to win that race. Um, and I think, and you know, there's going to be a lot of talk. There already is a lot of talk. Was it Trump effect? Was it the abortion effect? Was it the McConnell effect? Was it the Lindsey Graham effect? You know, we can, we can do all the data once it comes in. We can, we can analyze. But what we need to not forget is that there were wins on Tuesday night and and we need to take that and look forward. We gotta stop looking backwards. We gotta stop. This was my biggest look. You guys know that we I love Trump. Um, I don't think David would have any problem with Trump uh coming back. Uh but we've got to drop twenty twenty and look forward. It'll it would do Trump good to do that. Um, but uh but I do think David when you look at Nevada, um, I first of all how on earth, you know, if they want people to trust elections and stop having conspiracy theories or, or, or stop even thinking that, that there's fraud going on, then you've got to fix this problem with this. You can't tell me. The state of Florida is, I don't know, twice the size of Nevada in, in, in terms of people. And the state of Florida was able to count within hours. They were able to have the count done and the results in.
1: You know, we've advertised and advertised and, Uh, They're still working on it, and after this election, they'll continue. But it's a product called Mm RedoVoting.com, and it gives you instant results. (laughs) Maybe Nevada should be the first, and Arizona. And Arizona. To be the
0: first to do it.
1: You know, uh, uh, two conclusions that I've come to is, one, in my opinion, Republicans— should only run women for office because they pick the best looking women going, and the Democrats can't even get in the same room with them That's so not that the truth is, and they're, they're spokespeople too I don't know how oh they, yeah. I don't know where they find these, people. but uh the other thing that I've concluded, and i uh I did myself in Tuesday night by staying up most of the night and watching, but I did too uh you know. The Republicans and this goes back, literally goes back to Eisenhower, and our Nixon after Eisenhower, and uh, the Republicans and I saw this Tuesday night. It was very clear. They just don't know how to do it, and you know I'm not even sure if I can define it. A lot of them don't, but they, you know, it's it's like our well, situation here in Georgia. Um, We support Herschel Walker, and we're going to come out very strong for him. Mm -hmm. However, there were other folks that would have made more articulate statements and more articulate candidates. You know, you're absolutely, David, and
0: I look. I, I I think Herschel Walker has has improved immensely in uh, in the in the weeks during the campaign, but we wouldn't be in the situation we're in right now. Had we gone with, I think, almost any of the other candidates. And, and I'm not trying to make a dig. You know, ladies and gentlemen, do not misunderstand what David and I are saying. We're not throwing a dig at Herschel. Herschel's our candidate. He's our man and we're going to get behind him. And if I knew the cheer, I'd say it. But, um, I, and, and when Herschel wins, as I think he can and I think he will, I hope he does the Heisman on the stage. But, um, uh, but we can't overlook and, and, and maybe now, now is not the time to talk about it. Maybe later, but, but we can't overlook that there were some very good candidates that would have run away with this race. They would have put, they would have trounced all over Warnock, and one of them was the guy that that I think David, I think you may have supported him too. And I and I, the, I'm going to have a Biden moment right yeah. now. I'm not going to remember his name, but he was a Navy SEAL. He was a yeah. he was a veteran, um, and and a sharp, sharp, sharp guy. I think it was a I think he was a Navy SEAL. Yes,
1: he was I? I, I can't and, remember his yeah, name either,
0: I, but I, I yeah, me either. But I, it'll come to me at some point. But just he would have run away with his race. And, and here – and I, some of you people may be going, well, how do you guys know that? Well, listen, one of the things, the lessons that you need to take from Tuesday night and, – and, and again, the, I know that there's people talking about the Trump effect. There's people talking about the abortion effect. There's people talking about the Lindsey Graham effect and the McConnell effect. But you you push all that aside and you look at what what – focus on what worked. And you cannot go any further – then looking at Brian Kemp, what he did in Georgia, and what Ron DeSantis did in Florida, and what Marco Rubio did in Florida. But really, really the main two, if you want to know how to get go through to 2024, look at what Ron DeSantis did in Florida, and look at what Brian Kemp did in Georgia. Both of these men would not let the media bog them down in talking about the election was stolen in 2020. And listen, some of you may get a little uncomfortable with what I'm about, what I'm, what I'm saying and what I'm about to say, but, but the data's there. The facts are there. If you look, Brian Kemp in Georgia, whether you like him or not stuck to the issues, the issues matter to independent voters. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a tribal situation right now, and I don't know when that's going to change And What do I mean by that? Well, this is what I mean. You've got half of this country almost that are Democrats and they're going to live and die by the letter D. They will take higher inflation. They will take gas prices through the roof. They will take all the problems that they're having, but they're still going to vote for the letter D. That's just the way it is. And then you've got about half of this country that's going to vote for the letter R. But you've got a very small independent side. You've probably got less than 10% of this country that are, that are true independents, that are true waiver, waiver or fence voters. That's the people that you've got to look and see because Brian Kemp won those people. Ron DeSantis won those people. And Ron DeSantis and Brian Kemp didn't just win those independents that that are frail around on the fence. He won the Latino, especially Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis got 55-plus percent of the Latino vote. And then on top of that, he got a lot of the black vote. Now, this is what I'm telling you, folks, going forward. The, the one major thing that Ron DeSantis did not do this whole campaign and what Brian Kemp did not do is when the media confronted them and said, oh Trump said this and then the, and the election was stolen, neither one of those candidates, Brian Kemp nor Ron DeSantis would go down that rabbit hole. They looked at the media person, whoever was asking them, and they put it back on the issues. They said, well, this is what I'm doing for Florida, or this is what I'm doing for Georgia, and this is what we've got to fight. We've got to fight inflation. We've got to fight high gas prices. We've got to fight food costs. All the problems that are going on in the country, those issues matter. But when you allow yourself to get bogged down in rehashing an election in 2020, and look, I know there were shenanigans. Yes, there was, but we have a constitution and there's nothing in the constitution that can, that can allow you to redo 2020. So you move forward. You talk to the people about the mistake they made and then, and, and why they got to vote for the GOP. And that's what Brian Kemp did. And that's what Ron DeSantis did. And we need to learn from it.
1: That, uh, you know, that's the whole key. We need to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a voter, it's your responsibility to learn. Mm-hmm. Find out about the candidate. Oh, goodness, and yes. I, I about not only fell off my couch, I about fell off my one story house <laughs> when I watched the results of what, Pennsylvania. What were you doing on the roof? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, but you know, David. What happened in Pennsylvania would have put it, would almost send anybody to the roof. I mean, think about it, folks. You've got a, and this is going to sound terrible, and I don't mean to sound mean, but but they elected a vegetable over a doctor. So you got to ask yourself. I, I saw a funny meme, David, the other day that said the country right now is trying to decide: do they support the party that that sent a brain damaged candidate to the Senate, or do they support a party that put a candidate up that couldn't beat? the brain damage candidate. As bad as that sounds, that's what it comes down to. And and I what David what are the people in Pennsylvania thinking? I, I, I mean they will have no representation. You know the whole point of having two senators from every state is so that your state is represented is represented in Washington. You tell me how Fetterman is going to represent the state Of Philadelphia, of uh, Pennsylvania, he can't do it. He can't. But you know what, David? This is what I was saying before. I said if and 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 watch what happens, because I said uh, weeks ago and months ago, if Fetterman gets elected to the state of Pennsylvania, he gets elected, which he did. Now you can start the countdown clock. He will not serve that term. I really don't think so. I think that's why they fought so hard to win the governorship, because when Fetterman steps down or when they push him out, which they're going to have to do. Uh, there, then the governor gets to a point, and even more radical. I don't know if he can get more radical than Fetterman, but that's what's going to happen.
1: You know, uh, the thing about Fetterman, and certainly he is espoused, you know, left wing. Well, didn't he claim he was a communist anyway? Oh, I, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he did that, but just look at his actions and look what
0: he's been saying.
1: You know, yeah, when you say a point. Someone worse. That's going to take
0: some real doing. It's going to take some doing, but don't don't put it past the Democrats to be able to find somebody. Oh well, no, and, you know, and what is- I mean by worse, David, is. Fetterman is a lefty, lefty, I don't know if you can get any more leftist, progressive socialist than Fetterman, but he's, but he's brain damaged, so he's not all there.
1: I don't even think he knows what he's saying most of the time, you know, and, and which side of the fence he's really on. Not that I, I mean, he's, he's got, he's espoused something, so that's what you gotta go on. He's got handlers
0: that are telling him what to do, what to say, just like Biden does. But the way you, you can be a little worse than that is when the governor of Pennsylvania appoints somebody who's actually cognitively there and believe the crap that, that Fetterman's spouting. And then the, and, and that's, it's, I'm, tons gonna happen. Whether it's Fetterman's wife, which I, 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 my theory has been that Fetterman's wife pushed Fetterman to run for Senate to stay in the race and now win because when he's happened, when he has to step down, I think Fetterman's wife is going to beg the governor to appoint her to the Senate, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens.
1: It's uh, you know you're you're right a lot of times with your thoughts, and uh, I uh, I hadn't kept up with it that close to, and you know I. <sighs> I can't imagine a woman being married to that thing, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, everybody deserves to find somebody to love. So I guess uh, <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm waiting know. my turn. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's. I was just absolutely blown away, and and the the point of the story is that one, there is no sure thing, and two, you. Our population today, our peers and our other citizens, you just... I I represented some politicians many years ago in the advertising side of it. And I'm glad I'm totally out of that. I wouldn't have any idea how to address... The situation of America today, mm-hmm. uh, I would be coming across too strongly to the right, and uh, you know, basically telling the left where to stick it. And you uh, know, <laughs> uh, I I well, couldn't be a candidate's representative. You, you know what, David? Though the, it's funny you mentioned that because
0: again. We need to look at the positives of Tuesday, and there were a lot of positives. I I don't know why everybody's so down. You know, I I understand the Republicans set the bar really high, and 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 I understand that with the conditions that were on the ground, the Republicans should have had a a bigger win. But the point of the matter is they did win, and but to your point, David, being tough on the campaign trail will work if you do it like Ron DeSantis. There is a tactic that can be – and this is the – this is what I mean about Ron DeSantis, and this is the, where you see his experience. You know, Ron DeSantis was embedded with Navy SEALs. He was a naval intelligence Officers imbe- officer embedded with Navy SEALs in the Middle East. Ron DeSantis – the dude has an amazing mind. He really does, he's, and he's an amazing talent. And when you look at how he handled, and a good-looking wife, and it's right, I know I've had so. Let me tell you, David, I had so many people texting me on Tuesday night. It was hilarious because I think I think more and more people were captivated by Ron DeSantis and what he did in Florida. But when his wife took the stage, my phone was blowing up. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that's just that's just funny. But and 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 what a good look that'll be for the United States. Oh yeah, in in many ways to have Ron DeSantis and his and and his wife, who I can't remember her name as, as first lady, and. And, and what a voice she can be um you know a not a lot of not a lot of people understand how close this lady was fighting for her life recently with cancer and she's come through it and look how you know even uh, even my better half pointed out look how good Rhonda santis's wife looks knowing what she went through um and uh because she had a big battle with cancer uh but but ronda santis Takes that toughness that you talk about, David. Where where you and I, David, might be a little too crass as candidates, Ron DeSantis can take it and he can push it right back to the media. Uh, the only person I've seen do or come close to be able to do what Ron DeSantis is doing and keep an eye on her, folks, she's going to be a rock star in the Republican Party is Carrie Lake.
1: No Carrie question, Carrie Lake out
0: in Arizona, and and uh, yeah, she's she is the female version of Ron DeSantis. And, and I think David, you know, you mentioned it earlier, I do believe she's going to win that race, um, and, and watch her trajectory, uh, because my goodness, can you, now I would love to see a Ron DeSantis and a Christy Gnome or Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, but how soon David are we going to start talking about Ron DeSantis Carrie Lake ticket? I mean, that could happen.
1: Oh yeah, I that have no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, and I can't remember, uh, and I, I should be, uh, uh, but, well, you who know, was Who was the uh, candidate with Stand Up America? Oh, gosh. Um,
0: oh, now, now we're both going to have Biden moments. It'll come to us, or, or maybe producer Brett will come through like he always does. The Stand Up with America candidate, I can't. Oh my! Do you
1: goodness. remember it, though, right? I do remember. Stand up, America! I remember
0: then. because the stand up America was something that they tried to. They were kind of emulating what Newt Gingrich did, and with the contract with America. Yeah. Then you had stand up with America. Now you've got whatever McCarthy is calling. And look, folks, I I'm not afraid to tell you right now. I think I've even said it before. McCarthy mm-hmm. does not need to be Speaker of the House. He really doesn't. But unfortunately, we're probably going to be stuck with him. And I think he's another Paul Ryan.
1: Well, hopefully, uh, at least we'll be rid of Pelosi. But
0: we will be rid of Pelosi. And here's the thing. And thank you, David. Thank you for doing that because you 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 really you just checked me, which is which sometimes has to happen because I don't want to go. I don't want to be negative. So even if McCarthy is the Speaker of the House, we can use our representatives to keep McCarthy's feet to hold his feet to the fire. Because David, you're one hundred percent right. No matter how we may not approve of McCarthy one hundred percent because he's an establishment Republican, he's way better. Than Pelosi, and getting that gavel out. Of, David, you wouldn't believe this. I, I, this would be breaking news for a lot of you. Who was it? Sean Eldridge. Sean I, Eldridge. I. Eldridge. I think the founder of the organization. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that's and I can't cool. remember which candidate signed onto it. That was the Stand Up with America. Yep, that's part. See, I told you, producer Brett would come through. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a listening. it's like a slap shot for him. He's, he's right now. He's uh, really <laughs> so, but. Um, when and and oh my gosh, I think I lost my train of thought on the topic. We I know what it was only we a little caboose. Oh, it was about that's right. <laughs> talking about McCarthy, McCarthy is far better than Pelosi. But the breaking news that I want to bring you guys today is the the Democrat Party actually thinks right now that if they held on, listen to this, if they somehow manage to hold on to the House, they they want to put Liz Cheney in as Speaker. Now. Imagine that. Now I will take a hundred McCarthy's over Liz Cheney. But how crazy is this, folks? You understand the Democrat Party is, and I and I think they're full of you know what. And I don't think they would ever do it. But the fact that they're floating the idea of putting Liz Cheney as the speaker, you, you know what the Republicans should do, because the the reality and the truth of the matter is, per the Constitution. The Speaker of the House does not need to be an elected official. The Speaker of the House does not need to be a Congressman or Congresswoman or anyone elected. The Congress, the, the controlling party, whether it be the Republicans that control the House or the Democrats who control the House, they can nominate and choose anyone in the country to be Speaker. So when you see the Democrats floating this crap around about Liz Cheney, first of all, what does that tell you about Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney is not a Republican. She's an establishment Republican that loves to play with the Democrats and would be happy to be a Democrat. And she ought to just change to a Democrat, and I wouldn't be surprised if she does. But the Democrat Party floating that idea around of making her. So why don't the Republicans start floating some stuff around? Why don't the Republicans start floating around? Hey, you know what? We want to move forward. We want to move away from from twenty twenty. We're done with the bushies. We're done with, with even. Let's just say. Let, don't get mad at me, but let's just say that they say look, we're going to move on from Trump. But they could make Trump Speaker of the House. They could make Trump. I mean, that would be hilarious to me. I, you want to stick it to the Democrats right now? You want to make Tuesday better? You. I know a lot of you are down on Tuesday. But if when we take the House, when the Republicans take control of the House, if you want to stick the screwdriver to the Democrats, make Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. <laughs> stick that in your pipe, Democrats, and smoke it. But then we can get behind the guy who I think can unite this country. And and look, folks, I've said this before, and David would agree with me, I'm sure. If there was ever a president that that deserved a second chance, it was Donald Trump. But unfortunately, with the Chinese virus and, and the media and everything that they stacked against Trump, he was not able to pull out the victory in 2020. Now I know, I know a lot of you are going to say it was stolen. And yes, there were shenanigans, but what I tell, what do I tell you? Turnout beats fraud. And, and Trump could have won that race. If there was no China virus, Trump would have been reelected, hands down. But we are where we are. And because of the Chinese virus, that the most, most, most the biggest reason Trump didn't win 2020 was the China virus. But let's, let's say let's move on. Let's not backtrack. Let's move forward. Let's not try and run another Occidentarian. <laughs> I'm probably not pronouncing that right. But we don't need another 80 year old running for president. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I, again, I, if ever a person deserved a second term, it's Donald Trump. Don't misunderstand me. I love Donald Trump. And honestly, there was no other candidate that could have done what Donald Trump did in 2016. We do not need to ever forget that Donald Trump got us where we are by exposing the Democrats and exposing this wokeness. and expose. That was Donald Trump. Donald Trump got us to, to be willing to look at candidates that aren't smothered in the, the Washington establishment. That was Donald Trump. Donald Trump deserves tons of kudos. Donald Trump deserves our praise. And, and understand that. And, and if Donald Trump does run and he does win the nomination, I will support him 100%. But I am going to tell you all, I will always be honest with you. Always. Always. And my gut feeling is we don't need another 80 year old running for president right now. We need somebody that's, I'm just going to tell you, Ron DeSantis, a young, vibrant fighter who knows how to fight, who fights in the most of the intelligent ways. Ron DeSantis, I think, can – look what he did to Florida. Ron DeSantis brought Hispanic vote. He brought the black vote. He brought the white vote, the college vote, the Gen Z. He brought these people together, and he won by over 20 points. When was the last time we had a Republican, a Republican that could do that? Ron DeSantis can do You know what we need to do? We need to make America Florida. That's gonna needs to be, make America Florida. And I think Ron DeSantis can be that leader. Ron DeSantis can pull us together and Ron DeSantis can win 2024. But that doesn't mean we can't make Trump the Speaker of the House.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think he would stoop so low.
0: Right? <laughs> I don't think he would either. He may, but, you know, maybe he would, but maybe. You're you know,
1: right. it's, uh, I, I think the one thing, the encouraging thing that I saw out of the election was that, not woke, but wake, and uh, mm. yeah. America is waking. Awakening, is yes, there is an awakening happening, and uh, and we need it. We, we need do. it. And uh, the scary thing is to look at our military. Mm-hmm. You yes. you look at our police. Our military is forty percent down. Oh, it's awful. And, while, uh, while China's is about a hundred percent up. Yep, and we need oh. we need to we need a leader that will support our military, hundred percent, and, and uh, rebuild our military and rebuild it and and definitely. Who, who would be better than that? Then now I know Trump
0: would do great. He would, but so would Ron DeSantis. You know, he lived. It.
1: What? Well, I guess Ron DeSantis and Trump have had their. So, so here's the thing, David. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, they, they're behind the
0: scenes. They get along from from everything that I've been told. Is they get along just fine. The problem you're going to see now is is Donald Trump wants to run for president. He wants that second term, and again, I can't blame him. If, if the Democrats did to me what they did to Trump, I would want to fight back too, and I don't blame Trump, so please don't misunderstand me. Just because I, I'm supporting Ron DeSantis doesn't mean that I can't also support Trump, because I, I do, and I understand where Trump's coming from. The problem that with Trump is his ego, a lot of people like to say that Trump's a narcissist, and I don't believe that. I, but what Trump is, is an egotist and that ego will get the best of uh, best of him at times and and I think what you're going to see and what you're starting to see and I predicted this last week is Trump's going to attack Ron DeSantis and and, and this is how I know uh, cuz I've been back and forth on whether Trump's going to run again but as soon as he started attacking Ron DeSantis I I knew right then and there that Trump was running and Trump is going to do what Trump does Trump will attack anyone if he thinks they're going to outshine him on the stage. And Donald Trump wants to run. He wants to be the nominee. He doesn't want people to jump in. He doesn't want the fight. So right now, he's trying to discourage Ron DeSantis from running. That is what uh, Donald Trump is doing. It's not that he's trying to be mean. He just wants to discourage. And I guess we got to go to a break. Ah, We'll go to a break, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you
1: for listening. The views, when it comes opinions, to car and content of the show are you tired of reading about megadollar
0: few- collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com.
1: Thank you for listening. And we do thank all the veterans that listen to us. And like I said in the opening, we don't support veterans one day a year. Mm -hmm. We support veterans every day of the year. And a reminder I mentioned earlier is please tell your friends, tell First Responders, anybody that is suffering from PTSD, to listen to our show at 10 o'clock on Thursday mornings. It's hosted by Dr. Don Moeller, and I guarantee you, I promise you, our price won't go down and we won't stop making Moxicans. Just listen to the show and it will be the best experience you've had. And will be, after you've listened to the show, or go back in and listen to our archives. They're fantastic. And you'll be able to help that person that is suffering from PTSD and not excuses, but explanations, and be able to help them. So please go to our archives and look up a place for veterans, 10 o'clock on Thursday mornings. You
0: know, that's a great thing about americaswebradio.com is you don't have to worry and go find some kind of uh, podcast platform. You can download the America's Web Radio app or you can just go to americaswebradio.com and all the archives are there. The Veteran Show archives, the On Point with Victor archives, the Locked and Loaded archives, uh, Mark the Shark archives, the classic car shows. So, uh, yeah, David. Everybody should should bookmark and and be part of AmericasWebRadio.com for sure.
1: And if you don't, we'll know that you voted for Democrats. <laughs> And uh the Republicans next door come after you. <laughs> you know, if we see, that's right, we can see all the downloads. So if you
0: don't download today, we're going to come. No, uh, we won't come knocking, we promise, but uh, <laughs> we don't have the time. You know, David, it's funny we joke about that, but the Democrats actually, you, you know, we talk about uh, the Democrats love to accuse the Republicans of suppressing the vote. Do you know, David, the Democrat party actually goes, goes out because with the data that's out there, you can see and take, you can take a neighborhood and you can see, okay, that person, that house, typically votes in the Republican primary. That house typically votes in a, in a Democrat primary. You don't know who's voting for whom, but you, you can extrapolate from the data that's out there from the government websites and you can pretty much break a neighborhood down into who, which household votes the most, which household doesn't vote, which votes in typical Republican primaries and which votes in Democrat primaries. And the Democrats use that data to actually uh, send out messages to these houses saying, "Hey, your neighbor's voting Republican. You better go." You know, and and that's a form of voter suppression that the media will never tell you about.
1: You know, well, you know that I'm older than dirt, but uh, <laughs> it, it was like this time I voted early. Normally, I will get involved with the day of voting, and mm. I just uh, wasn't in the attitude to go stand in line or. Or be a part of the mess. I just wanted to go and, but it's like every time I voted since I was 21 years old, I, something comes over me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. Uh, it's, it's just the pride and cry and It's pride. It's American pride. And, uh, it's, it's I, I love pride. the country and the, mm-hmm. and I, I generally, and I'm not as good as I should be, but I, I, I've voted in every presidential election mm-hmm. since I was able to vote. Wow. And uh, beyond that, I don't get involved that much, and I'm ashamed of it, on a local level like I should. Yeah, but, but now you do. You know. Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we invite, you know, our local people to come be on the air or whatever. Right. But... Uh, you know, I, I still, it's such a great feeling. And, you know, and I, you have to respect the the uh, Iraqis and, uh, I guess, Iranians, but the Iraqis for sure that, you know, they dipped their finger in, in the, the purple. The purple ink. And uh, showing that they, and then they got and their they, finger cut off in many cases. In some cases. But, uh, but they, they walk around, they did it, and they, yeah. they want
0: you to see it. They were they so were proud. thrilled. They were proud. You know, whether, what whatever you think about the Iraqi war and the Bushes, uh, the fact of the matter is, had we stayed together as a country, had the Democrats not backstabbed Bush, um, there could have been some good, more good to come out of the Middle East. There really could. Now, we can argue whether we should have went into Iraq or not. Um, I'm, you know, I don't want an armchair quarterback, so I'm not going to. But the fact of what I do know, is that have we stayed together as a country? And had, had we not had one political party completely demonize our own military, our, our, our own veterans? The, the the Democrat Party demonized our own people to score political points, and that not only damaged the U.S., that made it hard for Iraq, that made it very hard for those people to maintain their own government that that we helped set up, and 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 that's a shame, and but that's an undeniable fact, and and you could say similar things about Afghanistan, um, undeniable fact there. So um, I'm not saying we should we should go police the world, and I'm not going to rehash what we've already done, but we can look back and look at the results once it's done then you you can analyze what happened and when you look back at the Iraq war and how the the progress that the Iraqis were making for the first time just as David said they were crawling in uh, to the voting booth, dipping their finger in and proudly dancing around with their purple fingers in the air because they had a chance to vote.
1: You know I gotta throw in something yeah. that I thought about earlier this morning before uh, before you came in, and um, that is if you don't respect our veterans mm-hmm. for shame, for shame, because I was thinking, uh, you know the last unit I served in was a three tenth civil affair. And I guess I destroyed it because shortly after that, it was disbanded. However, <laughs> what did you well, do, David? <laughs> civil affairs was taken off the table until we took over Iraq, and then they reformed civil affairs units. And, you know, I was thinking, well, and and I've hurt in many ways that I didn't ever go in country, but... You know, there's always a reason for everything. No, and no. our military, our constitution, and even our half-baked representatives in many cases have done a hell of a job. And our military has, and our joint chiefs of staff have done a hell of a job in recognizing, do you know what a civil affairs unit is? Mm-hmm. What
0: do they do? Well, I mean, if, if my understanding is the civil affairs is, it's kind of tying that, the, the, the affairs within the military, but also the I mean, when, when you're talking about civilians that come in and help. And no, like okay. That. No. If I got I, that wrong? You've got it wrong. Okay. Okay. I, school me down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. A civil affairs unit. And when I was in, it was sort of, I looked at it as sort of a joke. But the reality is, and the reason they brought it back was, that we're not a conquering nation, per se. Oh, right. But, you know, if you go, and and the, the reason that civil affairs even came about was in World War II, that when you would take over a city, the people in that city, the citizens, still had to flush your toilet, they still needed water, they still needed mm-hmm. electricity, they still needed leadership, mm-hmm. and the civil affairs unit, that's what they do. They may wear uniforms, but they go into a destroyed city and mm-hmm. set up a civilian a city that's uniform it's it's uh, it's military mm-hmm. but it's it's like setting up you know they got a mayor they got a city council they they put in place all of the pieces that they've just destroyed For the civilians, because you still gotta have electricity, you still gotta have water, and that's what a civil affairs unit, and I, and if you think about it, you pull back and you look at it, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant.
0: And thank you for explaining that, David, because I did, I was horrible, but, but right, it's, 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 it's military going in and interacting with civilians to get them on their feet.
1: Right. And uh, boy, you say it way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it just, but you know, it's, it's not, and that's but, what I right. wanted to stress is, yeah. uh, yes, I, I'm familiar with civil affairs because that's, I were one, but anyway, uh, the point mm-hmm. being is that we've got so many other, somebody asked me, uh, yesterday or day before yesterday, how much do you think's going on that we don't know about? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, and... Right. That falls under, oh, my God, you mm-hmm. know, and we couldn't handle it. Quite frankly, we can't handle what we got and what we do know. And yet I respect our government and, and our military so much for, you know, can you imagine the logistics that it takes to... To move, well, we oh, were talking about the 101st and 82nd Airborne when mm-hmm. they dropped into, uh, Iraq, you know, and we had that war won before we ever picked up the telephone. Yep. And, and that's because we plan and we plan and we work and we, we work over-plan. and we work. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's like my son that's a major in the Air Force, uh, They done taught that boy how to drive a bulldozer. Now, why would somebody in Intel have to know how to drive a bulldozer? Because you never know. Because you never know. You just never know. You know, and and this goes back to a question I asked, you know, and he was in a unit that, for a while, that uh, their their deployment would have been to set up Air Force bases. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you gotta, Flatten out the strip for it and, and although he was an officer in a, in a command position, he still, you yeah, know, if the, if the, the sergeant couldn't, or the airman couldn't do it, then by some, God, he could. That's right. And sometimes you gotta put on the gloves and get in the dozer. And it just, uh, I, I just, I marveled and, and people just don't know. They don't know what, they I don't know, know what it is to set up a, uh, medical unit they don't know what well, it is to well they really don't
0: david i mean look at aoc she thinks that the food just magically appears in yeah. in grocery stores yeah uh, but you're 100 right david people just don't understand what 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 we can do and we can do it on a dime um, you know i'll go back to florida look at the bridges that were built within days after being the bridges were knocked down by uh, the storm
1: oh yeah um, it's it's I absolutely mean, incredible we have capable folks
0: No matter how you look at it, no matter how you feel about Tuesday, no matter how you feel about these crazy Democrats that are out there, some of them that got elected and thankfully some of them that didn't, it doesn't matter all of that. We are the greatest country in the world. Despite the problems that we do have, despite some of these awful progressives that we're having to battle with, we are amazing because somebody like Ron DeSantis or or Kemp or even Trump – can do some of the things that they did. We are a great nation. We are a great country. We are the greatest country on the planet. Don't ever forget it, folks. You and we are Americans.
1: And that's it for this week. We'll be back next week.
0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.